road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. Before we get to this week's episode, we just want to beg you one more time to please rate and subscribe to our show on whatever platform you listen to us on, iTunes, Google Play, whatever it is, it pretty much means everything to us and we really, really appreciate it. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this isn't an official commercial. This is me just trying to give a shout out to a business that really helped me out. It's the Super 8 Motel. Um, They absolutely gave me the most incredible anniversary weekend with my wife. Um, I'm going to suggest room 302 at their Detroit Lakes location. I know me and Mrs. Noah liked it. We had sex on every single piece of furniture in that room multiple times. I enjoyed some of the deepest, longest, and most intense orgasms of my entire life. It was like a geyser that would never stop. Now, unfortunately, Mrs. Noah is not able to climax, but due to the staff surprising us with a bowl full of starbursts that they put on the nightstand, she did gleek, and I think that's pretty cool. At any rate, the juice was definitely loose in room 302. And I'm talking, it didn't end there. We got in the bathtub and peed on each other. The walls are just thin enough that you can hear your neighbors puking and having sex. And I mean, we just had a wonderful, wonderful time, and I can't recommend it enough. Super 8 Motel. Tell them Gabe sent you. Hey, everyone. This is Profession Confession. I am your host, Gabe Noah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing it with people. Thank you for... Um, whatever. Anyway, keep sending your individual profession confessions. We've had a few people send in to our info at profession confession email address. They've sent in their workplace confessions, which are great. Please keep sending those. We're going to read them on the podcast and it's going to be awesome. Maybe we'll do a whole episode with them. So please send them. Anyway, and if you have any friends who want to do the show, of course, have them reach out. Anyway, how many times have I said anyway? That time I said anyway. Before we get to this week's episode, I will say this one has two guests. It's a little different. There is no comedian co-host. It is just me and Tevin and the two guests. They are TV action news cameramen. They are the guys who go out on scene for tragedies and bother people who are done with floods, and uh, go to luncheons, and banquets, and school board lyceums, and, but they had really great stories, we had a blast, they had some celebrity stories, some suicide stuff, so you sick fucks would love it, anyway, thank you so much, enjoy the show. And on this episode of Profession Confession, we have, uh, it's those, the guys who are not talented enough to be on air, <laughs> just smart so enough true. to hold it's something so 
They're cam- I don't know why they're here. They're cameramen. I don't know cameramen. why they're, they're new Nobody action cameramen. news cameramen. Yeah. What uh, what what nickname have you been? You, a camera monkey? What else have you been called? Oh. Like they they. I should point out that uh, that the two men in the studio are not black. Yep, I was just that's a little racist. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, it would it would have a different context. If you that's were. not. And we have Thank we you. have Ron and Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> those are the names. I know it's not the names. They say. <laughs> I can't remember. You're complaining. Dylan. About fake names anyway. What the fuck? I don't know. Dylan. So. We had a whole thing. Come on. I know. Man. I know. We were going to go Dylan Brandon, Dylan. And Brandon. We said, he banged I, I my banged sister, sister in my parents' room. Yeah, oh, okay. You remember 90210? Well, I was with Stephanie Valentine. Yeah. You remember 90210, right? I do. That's why I called him. Yeah, he gave us different names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ron and Taylor. <laughs> he didn't like it. I made him the gay one. So. What was Larry's name? Larry and Jack Tripper. You can be Jack Tripper. Oh, yeah. I like Jack. Jesus Christ, boys. We're not here to talk to you about your fucking old ass <laughs> TV shows you like. Fuck. Oh man! I'm trying to figure <laughs> out why Leave it I, to in Beaver. a show that have had bank robbers, drug dealers, pimps, hookers, <laughs> you reached out as news cameramen saying well, we got stories. Who covers? Hang. Who covers and tells the public the story the of the bank and robber rhyme and, and the, the pimp? Scene. Come on, right? Now. That's true. No, I was I was very intrigued when you reached out. Inside, I outside. Have, I'll just say this: sex on a news desk. Sex That's on a news desk. When I. Two women, so two anchors. When I first started in L.A., uh, Palm Springs. Good start. There were two. Roy. The two, yeah, Roy. The <laughs> two main anchors, females, hot, really beautiful, were going at it on the news desk late at night. Yeah. That's can you why say I'm their names business. so people can look up pictures? I could. Let me see. One's on CNN right now. Because otherwise, it's just some fucking stupid story. <laughs> That's true. I got a lot of them, though. I'm just joking. Um, what? Uh, so, how long have you guys been? Uh, so, okay, I should just camera for the shooters. for the audience, white camera monkeys. They are. Um, <laughs> let's see. They are outside cameramen, not in the studio. We wouldn't. Right. No, right, right, right. It's like an outside. It's like an outside dog. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they aren't even inside cameramen anymore. Those are robots. Really? Those yeah, are run robots, by one yeah. guy and a joystick. I should know that I did comedy on one of those shows. And yeah, it was and I did so a joystick eerie. on one of those. Oh, no, I know. That's yeah. yeah. What? Yes. Um, so, so we so cover how long everything. Have 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 each done it one at a time? Let's try to reduce the crosstalk. This isn't your fucking show. Thank you. Oh, it was Roy? just a mess. Or what's your name? Bloy? We're both Roy. Roy? Okay, we're yeah. both. All right. Roy number one. I've been doing it like over twenty years, probably about twenty-two now. I started out in L.A. by accident. Okay. I was out there and I rode along with a guy. I needed. I was going to be a cop and whatever, so I ended up doing this instead. But uh, they hired me. I lied because the news director was really hot, and I, I needed a summer job. So I got it, and they they sent me out to interview a famous dude, right? And I was like, oh, whatever. And I didn't even know how to turn the camera on, so it was Chevy Chase. So I, I, you know, I handed him the mic, and I turned it on, whatever. But on the way back, there was this huge accident on the freeway. And a little four-year-old Mexican boy was dying, and I was looking at him. We were four feet apart from each other. He looked at me, and we and he died right there. And so I said I got to tell stories for the rest of my life for this. But we, we go in. We I've been on, cra- on drug raids and all that stuff. We get sued. Really? Do. Oh hell yeah, marijuana farm right off the tent out there, man. That was a great, great talk. How do you start? Like how you know? How do people start as you know cameramen? News. Normally you, you know, people go to school for that. But shit, did you? Go I, to I, no, I didn't go to school for for See, television. I went to no. school for radio. Yeah, okay. we both, yeah, we, we kind of both. And I had a job in a television station kind of behind the scenes, and my, my story is nowhere near as sexy as yours, but it was just I don't a, think there's anything sexy about a four-year-old Mexican boy dying. Well, I Jesus thought it could be. We, you know, you hanging out with Chevy Chase and not knowing how to turn the camera on, what I thought was What did Glenn pretty. Miller or Glenn Fry who sang that song? Uh, 
Which one? Oh, dead, dead Mexican boy. No, Which song? Yeah, dead Mexican boy. Talk about dead. We had dead files that we used to. There was this, oh. this little Mexican dude that worked at our station. Uh, Jose. What was his last name? Anyway, he uh, he would take pictures at every scene, you know, stuff or say the video of each and decapitated people, burnt up people. I mean, we see some stuff. I saw people. Uh, one guy blows head off right in front of me on in a pool. Uh, what? Yeah, there was a pool with no water in it. He was down. He was just suicidal. He had a shotgun to his head. So how did you get there? Did he call well, the what news happens, saying, hey, I'm suicidal. You want to get a crew down here? Well, what happens, PIOs, the public information office for the for the cops and stuff like that, I, I was really good friends with one out there with a, uh, with a highway patrol. And so he called me up, actually, with a sheriff, and he called me up and told me what was going on. So I went in there, and normally we don't, we don't get that close out there, but... Uh, some of these we do, and boy, that was unreal. And the guy, they couldn't talk him out of it, and it was like, whoa, okay. Do you remember, Where? was the kid your first dead body? That was my first dead that body. Was, and the, oh God, it's not. The best dead body. Well, well, we all the best dead body. Is where that, was it? Where? So, so Palm Springs. Uh, just to go back to that, though. So you got called for that. So, so here, yeah. For you guys to get your info in general, is it through public information officers, uh, or do you all have plants in the? That's a good question. It's not. Yeah, thanks. It's, that's why it's my fucking you should host show. The show <laughs> Jesus Christ! Shit. I, I hate very, to have to remind you. It, it varies. I that's mean, why we had to pay him. You right? can get yeah. you can get people from the public who are who are near something as it's happening. Sure. And there's yeah. a lot of nosy people out oh, there who have yeah. their our phone number on speed dial, and they're really? like, "Hey, this They'll is call happening." Us first, yeah. We've got we've got like a set number of of callers who will call. You know. Yeah. People in the community who will call us on snitches. Do they call asking for money in general? Like well, no, they, they're, they're not filming. They're telling us no, this no, is no. happening. Get a camera. No, I know, but you know, just to, I don't know. Some I thought do. it was like oh, selling yeah, info like that. Some do out in LA. They do a lot of the. I mean, we have to pay a lot of people under the table out there for stories and stuff like that. But but here, not so much. Do they it's, send you out with cash like here? No. no oh no, God. No. Okay. Not Nothing here. like Never. that. Not okay. Here. We had petty cash out there, but. Um, no, here, you know, we go off scanners, we go off, you know, tips and stuff like that. They have editorial meetings. Every newsroom is kind of the same like that where they have editorial meetings, which I'm always amazed because every station looks like, are they all in the same fucking meeting? I mean, yeah. it's the same <laughs> stories they put out yeah, there. Yeah, you know it is. I mean? Well, that's it's the thing, too. It's uniform. What's really funny about that is I, I've always said our managers always think we need to have different stories at different shows throughout the day sure like our viewers are watching every single show of ours right <laughs> and and like they're flipping to other channels most of the time people that are viewers of a news station that's their station yes they're not choosy they're not they're not flipping around and we're the only ones who like flip around to see oh what did the other station have today <laughs> right and it usually is the exact same thing oh, across yeah. the board it's and like it's, how comics are we're all you know, there's some inner competition or whatever. And then you kind of step out of it and go, like, no one gives a fuck yeah. about this except us. Well, you know, yeah. that's no, weird. Right. When yeah. I first got into this business, I, I was like, I'm just a boyer. I'm not, I don't do shit. Yeah. I, all I'm doing is getting in on people's lives. And I'm not I'm not saving the world here. Right. But it took about 10, 15 years before I finally realized that we're kind of a good mediator, be uh, you know, medium between people who have stuff and people who need stuff. So I've done a lot of stories on families that kids are in the hospital they need money to help yeah. them out and stuff and so a lot of good viewers will send in money and stuff to help them out so that's that's the good part you know but we do i mean we've been shot at have you been shot yeah at i've me? been shot at knives held to me. i mean no I, shit all, all the time, yeah. well let's uh, let's let's uh let's try to go through this with order and hear both your things then because i think that's it's i'm fucking interested my god thank you See, for reaching out I, 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 I thought the only cameramen that got shot at were the ones that were on cops 
That's, oh, yeah, I was on an episode of. He was, I, no, I filmed it. Yes, the one in Palm Springs. I did that one. It was so funny. We're running through neighborhood yards, and the guys have guns and stuff. It was, it was a trip. It ended up being nothing, but it was still fun with the cops. I was hoping they would beat me or something. But so, so to get your job now, can anyone look in the newspaper or go to the station and get it, or does now you gotta have more? a real, you know, a real they call it or whatever. So you show your stuff. I mean, there's a lot more to it. I, I will tell you that there's a lot more to it than you think. I mean, not only do you have to know how to freaking turn the camera on, which I never knew. Right. But I mean, you know, wide, medium, close. You got to know the stories. But then there's the psychological portion of it. You got to know how to go up to somebody, a woman who just lost her kid five minutes ago yeah. in a pool drowning, and ask her to talk to you. How do you do that? Right. You know, you're and a vulture. You're on camera. Yeah, you are a, vulture, a talented scum vulture. Of the earth. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, what, how do you go into North <laughs> Minneapolis and and say, you know invade other people's areas and say, what are you doing here? You know, and yeah, they, they tell you that and they pull a knife out on you and stuff. I mean, so you got to negotiate those and not ruin your your station's reputation and right. stuff like that. So you got to be cool. Yeah, you have to be. A, so there's a it's lot. Part you got to be a good negotiator, yeah. PR person. I mean, believe me, I. How much do you grab people by how much, throats, but, uh, uh, do you guys make? You know, what is a like? What is a veteran TV news? A veteran guy? can make six figures in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, fucking cameraman in Minneapolis. There are some figures union jobs in this town that could make six figures. How much do you make? Wait a second here. Huh? Not six no. Figures. I saw I saw pictures of your house and shit. Like you, you live in a real house. I thought yeah, yeah. Of plywood, yeah. like yeah. leaning <laughs> on a tree. I have to feed tree. my kids. This guy has guards right. and stuff. But you know, he has a butler. Right. I have. I have. But it, I think it can go anywhere from from mid twenties up okay. to six figures. Are you well, the producer when you guys go on location? Nowadays we are. Shoot, uh, it's gotten there. Yeah, it definitely okay. has gotten there. Um, They've cut so much. We it, used to go out in the beginning days. I would have a producer, sound guy, camera guy, you know, and talent. And then now it's just me, myself, and I, and, and the talent. And know? every now and okay. then there's no reporter, and then you have to do everything. Then you like you are on. You come back. Everything. You do the interviews. You do and all the that interviews. Stuff. You do the lighting. You set up the sound. You you record. So you are making choices and being the intellect yeah. behind it. So okay, all right. Well, the I whole can't business wait to get these MMJs yeah. at companies because corporations that run these TV stations are cheap. They want to you know make the bottom line. They used yeah. to be cash cows, and now they aren't because internet, all that kind of thing. So now what they're doing these MMJs, they convince that oh you can do multimedia journalists and do everything. Multimedia right. journalists, like world star hip hop, but they're yeah. only paying them thirty five grand to start. <laughs> I mean, you get a master's degree or, or bachelor's, whatever you get, to make that is ridiculous. So an, an MMJ is is a reporter who also films their own stuff, right? Yeah. So they okay. they can actually be in front of the camera. They write their stories. They uh, they they present it like they're there with a cameraman yeah. or a camera person. Because um, we've worked with some camera amazing person. camera females. Right. We That's good amazing. to say. We're not sexist. I'm so yeah, glad right? you got PC Thank you there. For being political. Well, we worked correct. with some amazing and with trans female camera people. Yeah. And they're horrible. 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 I know. Well, Daffy bitch points at the wrong way. Right? No, don't film me you while just we see do her, this. You just see her eyeball really big on the screen. It's not wide, medium, close. Come on now. Right. <laughs> what? Um, so, okay. So, going back to where so, uh, let's see. Roy 1, you yeah. started in Palm Springs. Palm Springs, right. Roy 2, you started where? Here. I started in Minneapolis. Okay. So, first call, first suicide. That's what we're talking about. Your yeah. first death. Yeah. So, you get called and you go where? Like, so where was this guy? Okay, there's... Well, there's a report, a guy with a gun. That's what it comes across as. And, and, you know, you go to different channels of the police scanners and stuff. And now it got digital. Back then it was more analog, so you could follow the, you know, listen to the radios. So we get out there, and then they have it taped off. Do you off. speed there? Like uh, a cop or an ambulance? Whatever the speed limit says, that's what I do. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's, the, that's the story. He speeds. That's the story. That's the story. <laughs> they <laughs> both speed. 
How many tickets have you gotten? Oh, the greatest speeding. The greatest speeding thing though. I was in like this one of these OJ type things, right? So I have a live truck, and out in LA, there's like four thousand TV networks all together. Yeah. So we had probably about twenty news vehicles all on the freeway going down, and a and a trooper, a CHP, going back and forth to keep us at a limit while they're chasing somebody else and stuff. No shit, because they know you'll get around them. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll fight out there. You fight each other to get to the stores. Yeah. Like that, and they let you. I'll show I'll show you my CHP. I have a CHP press pass, and if you cover it up just right, you get free di- uh, lunches, dinners, bus rides. Because it looks like, it looks like a cop CHP. badge, essentially. This was the old. Uh, sure, yeah, I see. Right? Yeah, CHP. Because this is a uh, podcast, so people <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, thanks for doing Great that. Great radio, you buddy. Have no idea what's. <laughs> you don't have to show it to me. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, back to the suicide because I think seeing a guy blow his head off. Uh, that was rough. That's super I'll tell you, intense. I'll tell two real quick dead stories real quick that freaked me out. That yeah, really no, why quick. don't you put off my question longer? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a boring question. So, the, so <laughs> these, these two brothers, 18 and 17, 18-year-olds driving a Lincoln Town car, driving a semi pulls in front of them that shades off the top of the car, right? Uh-huh. So I get out there to the scene. I run out there. The one brother's just standing there shaking. That was the passenger. I look in, and the other brother's decapitated. He didn't duck when they did it. And so he's sitting, holding onto the steering wheel with no head. Arms are still on. Arms are still on the thing. It was just, and then the other guy rebuilt this uh, VW Bug, right? You know those things. And he was going around a corner too fast, and he hit, hopped the curb, hit another car, and it burst in flames. I got there, and he was like just all fried, and and he had a scream on his face, just like uh, the uh, uh, what's that? uh, The actor Paul Walker. Yeah, like that. Is that what you're thinking for real? (laughs) Wow! I always thought that that he died screaming, but. But you got you got Paul Walker out of that, okay? No, Raiders Talk. of the Lost Ark. I was thinking. Oh, that. you're oh. thinking. Sorry, Paul Walker wasn't in that. The face melting is what you're saying. He wasn't. I That's thought of speed Paul. Walker. Right? <laughs> I thought of Paul. Really? He wasn't. I, I just always imagined. Um, so was the guy for the guy who got decapitated? Was yeah. the one brother just trying in vain to put out. the head back on it? Like was it a sad? I said, don't worry, don't worry. He's still talking. Look. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh. no, that's that must be. So what do you do when you run up on that? Because you can't put that on the news. Right, you can't. And that's where the so you just sit there and die inside. Uh, or are you pretty callous that stuff? I think you get, I Do you have the same thing where you, you, if you're looking through the viewfinder or the camera, it doesn't always make it feel like it's real. It's it's kind of our buffer for us. If you're it's filming cuz you want to help people. I mean, right. you know, and I went to school for criminal justice and stuff, so that's my nature. I want to help people, but I got to just you want to arrest black guys. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> that's that's the vibe I was getting from. Yeah, that's right? what I was thinking. No, what, what, uh, so yeah, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted that. God, I... But yeah, when you see that through the viewfinder, you feel detached. I don't, I do, I, I, I feel like it's, it's a little bit like watching TV or a movie. It, it, it gives, is surreal. That's, that's how I, you, you gotta remember, your everyday person doesn't see this. So I think right. you suffer from PTSD to some degree. Yeah, sure. I mean, we see this stuff, and, and because you're not a first responder, you're kind of just a voyeur piece of shit. Yeah. And so you're there. You're not a you piece of tell shit a story. for voyeur. I'd be the same way. I, I mean, they're like a professional yeah. peeping tom. Yeah, what I, kinda, which I yeah, used to be yeah. a peeping tom for one summer in uh, after high school. Whatever. How anyway, does that pay? what? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you pay with your soul. <laughs> anyway, what? Uh, I mean, so just okay. I'm sorry. I just have to go back to this because I can't imagine being in a room with someone who's who shoots themselves in the head. Or in a pool. Yeah. Or in a pool wherever. Yeah. He was in the swimming pool? Yeah. Well, there's no water. He was in the bottom. <laughs> I was like, dude. Like that's, yeah, it was, it yeah, was actually very thoughtful if you think too. about it. No, it I mean, is. I was I mean, like, who drains the swing? <laughs> so, well, I mean, what was he saying? It's hot, too. Which, uh, 
did you feel because I'd imagine he's he's holding a gun? Yeah, Were you worried he's going to point it at you? You know how unstable and well, I've had that many times. But yeah, well, you look at that. Well, all these cops are around and they're all beaded up on them. I mean, they, they got their guns right. pointed at them too, just in case he decides, eh, I don't want to kill myself. But what was he death saying? Death by cop and stuff. I just I hate life and the blah blah blah. Just you know, they're typical. Yeah. You know, and he was probably in his mid forties, overweight. You know, trucker looking kind of guy. Yeah. And, and I just had this big shotgun and right at his you know face and stuff, and then all of a sudden. Fuck this and boom. I don't know if he said that, but I'm adding that. Oh, I was so interested oh. to hear if he fuck this was <laughs> his last funny. thing. That <laughs> That's would be what the I would greatest. say. That Put that on your tombstone. Right? And all the, everybody fuck standing around this. was like, oh. And then we switched money, you know, because we all had bets. If you <laughs> Did you yeah, look away? We. No. Okay. Really? No. I you stayed on it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. Did the body tip over slowly, or does it like crumple really fast? It's slow motion, dude. It's, yeah, it feels like that. I mean, it really like no. I feel like right? a Family Guy episode. Fuck this. Um, what did you do that night? I mean, did you go home that night? Is it hard to sleep because that's the first one you saw, right? Oddly, yeah, that was probably I think. It was well, the first suicide. Yeah, first you said suicide. the first death was the kid. Yeah, the kid, the four year old okay. kid. That was hard. When kids, I yeah. love kids. That's only the thing. Yeah, I mean, when you know. Yeah. I mean, life is life, dude. You know, you see this stuff, and it doesn't see. It is surreal, but yet, I, I guess I really it doesn't. It affects me, but it doesn't. It's life, and I wish. I mean, you think to yourself, God, I wish I could have done something to help this dude, but you can't. I mean, there's yeah. what three billion people on this planet. And, and After having life experience, I mean, you've been in it for almost twenty years. Yeah. Like, I had one recently just viscerally affect me. Oh yeah, talk about it. Um, and it was a story of uh, this scumbag dad who had his daughter have a friend over for a sleepover, and what he, and she was ten. Oh, uh, he ended up drugging the friend, and then he molested her. Drugged a ten-year-old girl. The, his ten-year-old daughter. Her. Yeah, yeah, and he and he molested her, and then um, he, he drugged her with I don't know what it was. It was. But at least that's not his daughter then, so, so that's okay. No, no it, but it, but it, you know, <laughs> for me, and then I had to go yeah, the next some day. Morals. <laughs> right. The next know? day I had There's to go knock. I had to go it. knock on this guy's door. Like oh. the reporter and myself had to go knock oh. on this guy's door, and he wasn't there. But I was kind of hoping he was, because I, re- I mean, it really disturbed me. Sure. That this guy did this, got away with it, and then to fi- even be finally accused of that. That that's like right. one where you go, they try to do the innocent till proven guilty. It's like, yeah, they don't lob that yeah. one around. Not very for this guy. There's people like we go to like this one scene. I remember going. To her, we went to this house to knock on the. That's the scariest thing. When you go in the middle, we went in the middle of nowhere, and it was one house. And we go up, knock on the door, and I had a female reporter with me. She knocks on the door. The guy, get the hell out of here, you scumbag, whatever. His son had killed somebody, whatever. And so I was standing there, and I get, you know, you, you want to start to argue, but you, you got to hold yeah. your ground. He goes, and he had a rifle. And so he goes, there's a lot of wild coyote out there, and if I miss it, you know, shooting at it <laughs> and hit you by mistake, it's not my fault. And I was like, Oh, you motherfucker! That was that's war words right there. But the fact that you I'll see it later. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I had so. the same thing happen. We were knocking on doors during the Drew Shadeen. Oh yeah, that was uh, the girl from North Dakota who was stolen from the the parking lot. That's right. From the mall. Yeah, by a dirty Sanchez. And it was it was Anthony San whatever his name was, <laughs> dirty Sanchez. And and we a reporter and I knocked up on the door and it was a family member of this guy who was in custody and opened the door with a rifle. Yeah. Really, she, I've oh, never shit. seen that woman move that fast in my life. Yeah. I suppose but those was, people feel just under siege. Well, and we, we'll send them up there with a microphone, and we'll be filming. Right. Sometimes we come to the door. Sometimes we don't. Um, um, sometimes we'll stay back by the car. So do you truly make that choice, whether it's to be co- sort of sensational, exploitative, based on sort of like the perceived guilt of the world? Like it's kind that. of shitty. It's, no. It, I mean, look, I didn't put the camera right at the door because it was a family yeah. member of a guy who was accused. Right. 
that family member doesn't need me in their face with my yeah. with my lens. Now the dad who molested the friend's daughter, right. my cameras should be right Fuck up him. right yeah. up right. his nose, That's right? Yeah. Idea, yeah, and everybody should see his face. Yeah, I mean as as a I as mean, a in the media, we're we're people too. It's not just you know I mean, we get yeah we're not made robots. out to be such bad people a lot of times, <laughs> and we're not you know. There's bad people in every industry. Yeah, so yeah. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, but we gotta we look for the pieces of the story. When you get to as as far along as we have, you, we get the pieces of the story that we need. We're not gonna sit there just to be assholes, just to yeah. You know, um, and there are people in 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 the markets that we've worked in that are like that. Oh yeah, they just get a. They're high doing out it to it. poke the bear, and they're doing yeah. it to get a reaction, and they're doing it to make good TV, and yeah. we're we're doing it to tell a story. I think. We How often do you feel like that story is framed? Um, you know, I, I mean, I think people do that shit unconsciously, you know, a little bit. Um, but do you ever feel that coming from the, you know, just to address the bad media kind of people like that? Do you ever uh, experience that from the top where they go, oh, we want to really focus on what a shitty, you know, whatever this side of politics is? Or I've this. only been at one station like that where there it was a Fox, you know, station. And sure. They, they kind of like that stuff. And they have an agenda. Well, yeah, Sometimes. That, yeah. But. Um, but they like the sensational part of it and stuff, uh-huh. so they want you to walk right up with their camera. But, you know, it's just we're like I said, we're humans too, man. We yeah. just, I wouldn't want that shit. I couldn't talk to anybody if I just lost a kid or whatever. You yeah. Know? And you go up there and, and you, you got to start asking them questions. But, but it's it's amazing that they do let you into their house yes. and you sit yeah. down, and it's almost like therapy. So I feel like it's almost good on that part because we're like nobodies, and so they can tell their story. And uh, yeah. I did that for when uh, when my friend Gus Lynch, R.I.P., died. Peace. Yep, I did a uh, I did a Maury Glover from Fox, whatever came over, and it was it was very weird because you know to us it's a, it's a really profound, heavy thing, and it was two days after. I guess it was probably a week after he died because he died in Mexico. But oh, wow. but you, you were waiting to. It was hard to get info and all that shit, so it felt extremely fresh. Right, and um, you know he was extremely sensitive and polite and i I mean really seemed caring like i mean it actually struck me how delicate he handled it and i i really liked him from that so yeah i think this market is kind of an anomaly across the country for media um we have a smarter we have a smarter viewer here yeah in in minneapolis or or just the general area just like comedy audience right right like we we tend not to or want to talk down to our our viewers Mm -hmm. we want to tell them not, not the, uh, the, uh, what, the, the lowest hanging fruit part of the story. We want to get deeper, and we actually want to have people tell. You know, it was both great sides. when I worked out in L.A. It was just because I did a lot of stuff in L.A. and then Palm Springs and stuff. Go back and forth, but, um, but it was dog eat dog world out there. Mm-hmm. I lived I, there for a few years, would, and it's profi- watching the news. Oh you my feel god! It. You I fought, mean, my we god. fought each other. We would I would sabotage other people's cameras. They would do to mine. We'd do yep. things to each other. And That's a real dick move, Roy. We do, yeah. Oh, I was. God. It was like a real, the, like a terrorist attack had happened every hour on LA TV. Just whoosh, oh, you know, know, they do the whoosh in and like, uh, uh, we're gonna go to this live right now. I mean, and it's just a fucking freeway. As chase. a viewer, they, now as a viewer, what is, sick of. is that? In, is do you just think it's crazy and over? the top and stupid so because it's ridiculous i would say i watched more tv fucking news in la than anywhere (laughs) i've ever lived and i would sit there and watch these chases and be like this is fucking bullshit nothing's happening and i'd hate it and i'd get angry at them what are you hoping to see why do you watch a car chase? What are you hoping to see? I want to see someone get shot or run over or right, molested. You want to be like a I want to see them yeah. pull over the car right. and then molest. 
um, somebody and then right. get shot in the head. Yeah, if they're not black, yeah. I think that makes it better because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never get tired of black that. Guys get of that. <laughs> black guys don't run from the cops. It's just so hard to see my people, you know, yeah. be framed yeah. in a negative light because so I'm not used to it. Yeah. At least you're used to it. There was a car yeah. chase on. I was watching it the other day in the in, in our – we have all these edit bays and they all have these TVs, and there was a car chase going through Blaine, I think it was at the time, or, or Coon Rapids or something like that. Of course it was. And they, oh. they did the pit maneuver. As she's getting back onto the freeway, this woman's getting back on the freeway. She puts her blinker on. See, they're very nice up She's here, getting really. chased by cops. <laughs> but they do the pit maneuver, and she gets out, and she's got this pink shirt on and blonde hair. And I'm like, oh, I did not think that was a white girl. Right. I saw her mugshot. It was a sister. And she had the worst dye oh, job I've ever seen. Barbie, uh, but yeah, she put costume. her blinkers on. That was fantastic. What? Uh, so, uh, going back to the bereaved people and all that kind of shit, are there moments in your career where you've been filming someone and you go like, just like this is not right? Like the, you know, where we're we're pushing you know too far I've here. Got, or I'm I've not gotten cool. almost a god complex where I I, I want to. Oh, that's natural as a cameraman. Yeah, that right? seems. <laughs> Doctors, cameramen. Yeah, we're right on. I have a feeling you're a narcissist no matter what you went into. <laughs> I like hugging people. So now, yeah. I mean, I do that a lot now and, and cry with just the other day. I was yeah. down in St. You know, down in St. James. You cry with them? Well, I pretend. You emotional bloodsucker. I, I, I love suck it. Or something. Only I like it, cute, though. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's hard, though. If, you know, Six I mean, figures. You know, and then, yeah, so, I mean, you're there to hopefully, you know, give them a little relief. But, uh, but we do a lot of fun stuff, too. I mean, we jump out of planes. I've done a lot of crazy crazy stuff and i'm sure joe too uh has roy has done roy, that. Too. roy too has Thank done you. that do you ever do the so you know when people are bereaved and they get that shocked element so they just start saying stuff and where it's just really inappropriate i i've had oh uh, yeah i had the best one the other day oh go ahead oh, yeah. no i want to hear oh, no, okay. no 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 so i was i went to, to tech wisconsin and where they had the tornado wipe out this mobile home park Mm-hmm. Which oh, that's just gold. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's fucking gold, the right? Only the guy magnet. that dies, right? I find his parents hey, lived. The only guy that away. dies, so you have to find yeah, out you know, who so it is. It is. It's right. like a, it's like a mystery game and stuff. So we find, I find the parents, and I'm talking to the mom and dad. They don't want to be on camera. That's their only son. It's only you know. It's sad. The dad was talking to him as he died. It was the most unreal. Yeah. Because all of a sudden the guy goes, "All oh, the power just went out. I, at least I got my coffee because he was about to go to work." And uh, all of a sudden he goes, Dad, the house is lifting. And it starts lifting and stuff. He gets thrown out and all of a sudden, uh, 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 and he dies right on the phone. So he tells me the story and stuff. I'm and the mo- yeah. dying. Uh, hello? Hello? Three, two, two one. one. <laughs> and then Fade. So the mother comes out. And she goes, yeah, and he just bought this new motorcycle. Do you want to buy a motorcycle? And so yeah. and I was like, <laughs> tried to sell. Uh, yeah, I know. She She's in shock. The motorcycle. Yeah, she, she had to be in shock. People are For in sure. shock. And so oh, like, my oh, gosh. Man. So you've got to know how to deal with that. I mean, we're not psychologists, psychiatrists, or anything like but that. But we kind of are. It, yeah, we, we run to the scene just as fast as an EMT or a firefighter or a, yeah. or a police officer. What you know, is your relationship with those, yeah. like, with those groups then? Like, are you the reporters? Um, are you warlike so? with the police and paramedics? Like, sometimes. Like, do well, they we get locked you up or? sometimes in a handcuffed. We yeah. Get, no oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if uh, protests and stuff like that, that if you're told to, well, to leave an area. Yeah. I mean, we, um, and, you know, and we try to be respectful. We're given you know, some leeway like in those. If you're on a freeway and there's a shit, you know, there's shit uh-huh. going down and people are throwing stuff at cops. <laughs> if the cops tell you specifically with your camera on your shoulder to leave, it's time for you to leave. I don't know. I debate that. You know what? I've gotten into so many wars with these, some of these cops because – so here you are. 
they want to round us up like we're from some you know some concentration camp or something because mm-hmm. so we're civilians just like everybody else but they let i've noticed a lot of times at fires or wherever people are walking oh yeah doing, but they'll tell no you have to stand over here no i don't i'm gonna go over right. here where everybody else is going don't tell me where i gotta go and yeah. so i get into they it like you to, get they into like the to corral as a community service yeah. officer man i hate them what uh, so um have you seen so just as an outsider my feeling would be that the news media is totally plugged in and sort of hand in hand with the police department because you would rely on them. So you don't say that. So as now that all this shit has kind of gone down and the atmosphere is way more tense, do you feel it in your interaction with the police now? Like, you know, that they're more defensive under siege? That Not kind of to stuff? us, to the community. I mean, even us, too. I mean, we're now that Trump decided to, you know, hate the media as well. Oh. And that, that that puts targets on our chest. Oh, it's and fucking I can't, it's amazing. Shoot them with my camera. You know, I can't. Yeah. I, you know, I have little. I think that's a sea change, and that's like a uh, oh like a God. terrifying thing. Well, and say. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna go on for for much longer. You've seen a lot of journalists the last few days firing back at his people. Yeah, lately. And, and they're the all like is chirping the people back. People who fucking believe that. I know. Yeah. Think yeah. that's it's a ridiculous. sign of yeah, but whatever. Of strength. Well, whatever. Case in point, yeah. I was at this for this Flandreau Castillo after they gave the the verdict, right? Oh. And so I'm at one of these meetings, and there was a couple hundred people in this meeting, and. The media's there, and everybody leaves, and I'm the only camera guy left because I was pretty interested in this. I want you know people to understand. I'm trying to understand everything. Yeah. And the woman up on stage, she goes, and the fake media, and matter of fact, there's one right there. And the whole crowd turns and looks at me, and I'm with my camera. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, what do I do here now? So what do I do? I felt like I was on the dating game or something. I just blew a kiss to everybody. Sure. And then I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I just like, hey, <laughs> yeah. here I am. The most fake artificial exactly. gesture you can right? come up yes. with. Yeah. Like, you know, without giving the finger, you know. <laughs> right. so, but they all started laughing, and then it was, it was right. good that I Made got her look bad. That's quick. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard. When you, I mean, because like I said earlier, we get – like when I worked in Palm Springs – Indio is all Hispanic town. Mm-hmm. They hate the media and they hate anybody white or anybody cops or anything. So mm-hmm. they would take pot shots at us and stuff like that. So it got really, you know, pot shots like shooting you mean at us, gunshots like that. Luckily, they can't shoot where shit. But and yeah. there was, I worked for Telemundo at the it. time, and so I was there. I didn't understand a word, and but you could tell by facial expressions when to run and when to uh, hug right. somebody. I've always stuff. said whether or not we want to be, we're lumped into the evil trinity. Yeah, lawyers, cops, and media. Oh, that was like father, son, <laughs> that, cameraman. <that's, laughs> but yeah, no, it's the public views us in this, in this. What, I don't they, feel that way at all. No, such a weird, I feel like, like really. I feel like that. Like I feel like. Do you? Most people would hate the media. Oh, yeah. Be like, that's just black go side. away. Get yeah, that's the way I am. That's why I got into it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, we're behind the camera. So. See, I'm super attracted to news ladies, so that's a big thing for me. That's like my big thing. I used to be, but because now you work with them. He's seen I'm, how the sausage is made. Right. Right. What's the most scared? That, uh, what's the most scared you've been doing your job, or what are the things that stick out? I'll let you go, Bob. Well, that was one of them for me. I mean, well, I, I actually yeah, had was... uh, guys who had been in this business for 40 years, like two days later, say, "Yeah." As this started, he's like, I didn't want to come into work tomorrow. He's like, it was it was it just causing felt so like much chaos there, so, so much, much stress and so much chaos. And the cops weren't they weren't outside. Once they were in the fence line, they stayed inside. Okay. So we're we're sitting ducks. Yeah. There was a story a few years ago where a colleague of ours and a reporter covered a shooting in North Minneapolis, and uh, the cops were ser- uh, serving a warrant, and they actually had to pull their pull their gun on a dog that was being let out and kind of like. They wouldn't take the dog away, so the cops shot at the dog. Oh, shot the dog. Fucking, you know, you can shoot not black right? guys, but it was a, a fucking pit, dog. Pitbull, yeah. pit right? The line. <laughs> so they shot the dog, 
One of, the, one of their bullets ricocheted and hit a kid in the forearm. Little dogs you could shoot. I hate little dogs. So he, they also shot a kid. Oh, okay. I remember Li- that, they shot yeah. a kid in the forearm. He was going to be fine. I like how you named the dog getting shot before. Well, that's, that, that was the <laughs> catalyst for, yeah. the, for the gunshots, right? So they, they shoot the dog. Dog's dead, but the kid gets hit, and all of a sudden the cops just shot a kid. Well, it was hot that day, and then the media hears it on the scanner, and we're all there, and the cops are showing up, and then all the neighbors are coming out, and it's just getting – I mean, it's just, it's a right. bubble that's that just. That cop it's about shot to a burst. dog and a child. Oh, you right. can't get anywhere. Killed a dog, it. shot right. a kid. I mean, it's worse. How, yeah. it, it can't get much, much worse. So at one point, as the sun goes down, the cops are like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And okay. they bail. And they don't tell anybody in the media. So we're in North Minneapolis with those tight streets. Everybody parks on those canopies of trees and, you know, houses on either side and angry residents. Everywhere. That's well, guess what? Maury Glover to step up. There's nobody. He there's nobody first. left to be mad at except for who's left over. Yeah. The cops yeah. left. So all of a sudden, the media starts realizing we need to get the fuck out of here, and they start caravanning out of there, one by one. But it's tight because those streets right. are all and there's people everywhere, and almost every news car had all their windows busted in, rocks yeah. thrown in, everything. That's no the one shit. where Fox on. 9 yep. left a tripod outside, and the guy's inside the, the sat truck holding the door shut. As people are trying to open it to grab him, they pull him out, and they threw the tripod through his front window, windshield. Like Jesus and they had The Star the, Tribune car they lit on fire. Like Star Tribune car got yeah. melted down to the ground. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it was that absolutely is, crazy. That, that, it is really scary to be in crowd situations. Well, that mob mentality takes yeah. over. Yeah, right. that's fucking and, and, that and it could scary. be anything. I was in the middle of the, the Gophers hockey team winning – their first title in in no, 2000. That, when I was that in was, Dinky Town. No, Dinky that Town. was they didn't win a title, did they? Because <laughs> yes, they, they, they was went they back won. To back. I thought it was they won no, the no. game to go to the fro- no, like the no, finals. No, no they won. The, this they was the game. This was the game that they actually won. Okay. Their first title, and it was okay because I know they I know they rided once they won one time when they won the semifinal game, and I was like, you guys are all idiots. No, you don't no. riot until you yeah, win the chip. So they they riot back to back years. Okay, and in the first year, I'm out there, and our desk and our newsroom was not prepared. They didn't think anything was going to happen. I was the only guy on that night. Only guy on. And I get down there, and I'm like, all right, this isn't so bad. You know, people are excited, and Stub and Herbs is going crazy, and they're rocking our live truck. And I I go back, drop off live truck, come back over in my news car, so I'm a little more inconspicuous. And I I see this guy from from another station, and we kind of are like – all right, you have anybody else here? And he said, no. And I said, neither do I. I said, why don't we watch each other's back? So this is a photographer at a competing station. And we stayed with each other the whole time. And we had bottles whipped at us. We walked yeah. through, uh, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Mace. And, yeah. and, you know, they tried to. But the kids were going nuts. They were burning dumpsters. They were. Can I tell you? So I was there. Yeah, okay. That is when I went to the U of M. Right. And I, I was friends with a few members of that team, I was one of the people who introduced um, cocaine to the. the oh, fantastic! Yeah, I know something I'm very proud of. That explains of. it. Um, and actually, it wasn't me; just a friend of mine, but who I brought over there. And um, it was pandemonium. We we're at the library, and I remember the cops were in the riot gear, and they had separated everyone. But this was one of my just favorite. Like, I wish I was as funny as this guy, but so everyone was. Like there was one of those, like a like a forty foot gap between the police, like they had drawn a line, yeah. and then all the students and whatever, and it was just, I mean, five hundred people lined up, and some dude jumped up on a mailbox and was holding a lamppost, and he was standing there going, hold, no. hold, like doing the Braveheart <laughs> thing or whatever, like it was so fucking funny, and it was, 
he They're beat us so to it, and then we got tear gassed, and everyone their, their was chief of police puking that in the night library. Pointed out to the camera guys that were there, and we were standing back with the cops. There was that gap, mm-hmm. and we were getting bottles coming at us and stuff, and we were standing back by the cops. And I remember the chief turned to us, turned to us, picked us out of this crowd, and we're standing with his cops, and he goes, if you guys weren't here, this wouldn't be happening. And I looked at him, and I said, bullshit. Yeah. Right. And he, and he just stomped off, and he was upset. And I'm like, you can't blame us. How many times have you had footage that you had to bury? Oh, or that, the, or that someone above you buried, perhaps. I, I, anytime you see a dead body, like we're not allowed, out. we're not allowed to to show. Ooh, those on TV. lights just flashed in hey, here. Some guy who you filmed say died died of autoerotic asphyxiation. Was, yeah, I think he doesn't the, want the story to come <laughs> out. Uh, yeah. I've had. I mean, it's every dead body. That that or, aside, I mean, there there are some things. You know, what's weird is sometimes we're not supposed to, but. Like advertisers. I mean, what do you do? Like a Denny Hecker, that a big advertiser yeah. station, and all of a sudden now you got to film him. So there's, we get into fights with the sales department a lot and stuff too. Really? Can, yeah. uh, can you name a situation like that that you can think of? Car dealerships are one. Uh, yeah, any local ad advertiser, if they get in trouble. Well, it's like, can you not go after them? Because if you do, they're going to pull all their advertising. Yeah. Joe Spencer's wife. <coughs> Uh, yeah, you know, a local yeah, restaurateur's like wife gets in trouble and right. kills a guy on the side of the road, and all of a sudden, you know, it's 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 funny because it's like every time there's a big football game, go over to sensors and get live shots of people in there enjoying the football game. Right. And then all of a sudden, now it's like, oh, you work for a TV? Get the fuck out of here because we don't want you here because we covered his wife, you know, really? killing a guy. Yeah. You know, that's that's probably yeah, the closest you, thing I can think fault. of. You know yeah, it's, it's our crazy. fault I again. Change just a little bit. When we go in, what's the greatest thing is we never know what we're going to do. Every day is different. So we don't yeah. know what's, if it's a murder, if it's a fire. I've been earthquakes, fires, uh, fun stories, famous people. I've interviewed five different presidents, uh, homeless people. I've been in Mexico doing Mexico crossing stories and stuff like yeah. that. It's just, it's, it'll freak you out just when you think you've seen it all and stuff. And, and then we got to get creative with our shooting, too. Yeah. Bob, number two, is really good. Roy. He's really. A, really good with his photography and stuff I'm, i just press a button so that's all i do but uh it, it gets really i did a so this sounds sexy but it wasn't and this is my luck though when i worked in palm springs there's a lot of nudist colony deals mm-hmm. and sexy. so so they sent me okay you're gonna do the you know a, a male and a woman one so we go to the male one first you know and i'm like i have my eyes closed and i'm just shooting whatever and stuff really like i would look at the dicks just as but i will how do you stack up right yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, it's just they were really good-looking guys, you know. Not really? Like the I mean, they were. They were all tan and just. So the stereotype is nudists are all hideous. Yeah. Okay. Well, 65. part right. two of the story. So I said, okay, great. Now we're done with this. We left and stuff. You know, beach balls are placed in the right place, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I go to the women one. I'm thinking, great. Now here we go. This is, you know, light me up. We go in. And that's where, you know. A lot um, of spotty asses. Mm. Purple sunspots. The only good-looking good woman had all her like clothes on, sitting up <laughs> underneath a, you know, an umbrella. But um, yeah, it was just like, oh, let's go back to the guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's not go. There. Did you think about that before you said it? Um, no, not really. <laughs> what? Sometimes I think out loud. I, I shouldn't do that. Right? So how about of celebrity encounters? Oh, Anything there? Like, like I've, uh, uh, I've started a list called "Warn My Mic." And it, and it's just basically people good. I've I've interviewed. Oh, I got a good Joe Pesci um, one. Go ahead, you first with your bullet. I'll just I'll just ro- rattle off a few people that I've I've actually gotten to interview and put on camera. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, Oprah, Pavarotti, 
Uh, Adrian Peterson, Al Franken, Jesse Ventura, of course, Maurer, Killebrew. Um, Chris Daughtry, Arnie Palmer, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Magic Johnson, Martin Sheen, Billy Crystal, Dave Chappelle, Barack Obama, Danny right. Giants. Stars. Like, do, you, yeah. do you have any, like, so yeah, you interviewed Adrian Peterson, but do you have, like, footage of him beating his kid with a switch? No, you know what? Yeah. I'm still waiting for the, switch. For the God, photographer that, that, that had that. that footage to come on out. Oh I'm just God, astonished yeah. that he could be fucking offended that people were. Rude but really, it's not that bad. It's not it's, that no, bad. It's no, it's not that hideous. bad. Because it's fucking hideous. It's monstrous. Because people, like, did he go overboard? Yes, but... But, but, but... a four-year-old but, boy's nutsack. But, but the fact of, like, That's hitting with a switch... Insane. My my mother. I got hit with a right. Spoon. My grandmother with spoon. No, go, I cut go my out, go outside. Open. That's yeah. a whole nother but, level. But I'm saying yes, it was excessive. But when people get mad at the fact that oh, you used a switch or whatever, like okay, but I'm fine. I don't no, know. No, no I don't think balls. people are mad about. He hit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people are mad about too. the switch. Like I mean, okay. honestly, I'm not. Okay. I, or I whatever. Part. Wait, tell, what happened? Balls yeah. Well, he hit him in the legs and the back. It actually, you know, it actually cut his his son's scrotum open. Oh, a four-year-old really boy. Big balls. You don't remember that footage? He's black guy. Like yeah. we, so <laughs> that's that's another thing. Half <laughs> at least. Roy mentioned it earlier. You don't have to. Oh, that's that a one. bleep. That's a bleep. God damn it! We were doing so good. Um, you, you mentioned like PTSD and stuff from being out on the scene, but there's a lot of times where we're we're editing footage, crime scene stuff that we don't have any knowledge of or or don't have the context of it. Sure. Or we're getting crime scene photos. Or, you know, like... And then the serial killer shows up in the background. We had the Yanez photos. We had the all, all of Yanez, the... Yanez, the... All yeah, the photos the from the thing. inside the car. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, we've ha- we have all this to edit, but we have to blur stuff out. We have to not show certain stuff, but yeah. we've seen it. I mean, I, I sat in the courtroom during that case, and I was there uh, one of the days, and I watched that video 16 times like yeah. him walking up to the car and now it's yeah. been released since but before that I, right. I'm like I'm right. one you of the only people who've seen this well the weirdest thing too and we see things and we don't see it until we get back sometimes you oh, shoot stuff it's such a small viewfinder you get back like the, I wasn't at 9-11 but when I did look at the footage that, that got sent to us by our guys in New York you could see people jumping oh, out yeah. and stuff like that and I had down. one night where I looked that shit up I was oh, in a dark that, fucking oh, well yeah. right around that time too is like the very first Taliban beheading was oh, sent yeah, to all the news that, yeah. stations, and we're all sitting. I, t- I kid you not, there are 50 people watching one TV in our newsroom, and most of them turn away when the guy, because the guy started screaming. Yeah. He yep. was screaming really loud. And not everybody got to see this. We never showed it on the air. We always stopped it right before anything happened. But there was a good handful of us who just sat there and watched it because we needed it as one motivation to keep telling stories and get out there in the world yeah. and like know that there are bad guys out there yeah. and those bad guys need to yeah. be taken care of this week's episode is he's a this week's episode is wow, yeah. <laughs> is a government counterterrorism guy and oh, that'd be really cool and he talked yeah and so uh, a lot of his job is watching the Somali community in town here so yeah, we got sure. to ask a lot of questions about that that Ooh. was really fascinating oh my god i'd like to but but yeah one of his big things is he's like these people who do this shit, like he had just come from the St. Cloud Mall stabbing, oh, yeah. right. you know, that mass yeah. stabbing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that guy was watching about six hours of beheading videos before he went out wow. and did it. Shit. And he's like, that's a pattern. That's a big thing of watching those videos. And it somehow converts, in a sense, people who are sick or who are predisposed. Well, they call Seven Corners now Little Mogadishu now. That's the yeah. they for over there. I was over there shooting one time. There was a bit, you know, two fights, two different groups. 
but they were all smiling people. And so I was just filming it, but a group of them came over to me and surrounded me and said, you can't, this is our area, you can't be here. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, I can. And But yet I, I said, shit, I got to stay alive too, though, in the same time. So I, I, was like, I was like, let me give you a little education here. This is America. We can go places. I'll be respectful, but don't come and disrespect me. And I'll, you know, that kind of, I started getting into mm-hmm. that. But he was kind of on the border listening. Oh, you didn't buddy, convert him? No, no, I, I tried. <laughs> well, but then, and then all the right. buddies came around that says, kick his ass and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And luckily, one of these ladies that you only see their eyeballs came over and she said, <laughs> It just dawned. Sorry, I'm right. not accustomed to that kind of racism. You know what? I was right. saying, this might be yeah, the two it, most racist cameramen. Blatant or met. Just you out. You know what's great it. about the Habibs or whatever? You put your cell phone right in there. That is the greatest thing. That is doubling yeah. down. Yeah. That is good. They, yeah. they were ahead of their time with oh the Habibs. I did tell one of them with that, that. Because uh, it was raining outside, and I said, "You guys should make um, like rain suits Water, like that. That's great. Or and then snow suits like that. And then she, whatever. I just told should, her, we, we, I'm ready to we go could corner the market. Anyway, that woman to save my life because she started yelling at the dudes, and she's saved my life. So that was the racist. women are in charge in that community too. I think I've seen like, more dead bodies in that dresses. part of town than any other. You've seen what? More, more dead bodies. More dead bodies in that. There was over there by was, the crack stacks. Well, yeah. I mean, it was. Right outside well, the, the Brian Coyle, there was a guy with a machete oh, that yeah, they yeah. shot down and left in the street for uh, hours. And then there was that New Year's Day explosion in that apartment complex where people were... 20 below zero. 20 oh, below shit. zero, and they're just, like, the guy clothes are melting fire, off of them. So they hose him down, but then he freezes. Oh, what? Yeah. It was so brutal. It, it was, was. It was what? What a roller three coaster. Or four years he physically. Can't <laughs> he can win there. They say now. Now the rumor about that is, and that we nobody's verified this, is that they initially said it was a gas leak, and other people have said it was other sort of materials. Oh, that I don't know. that what meth or do you no, think it's no no bomb making like bomb making materials? Bombing materials. Yeah, but that's yeah. not verified, and that's not. You know, and that that happens too. I mean, you get you get these little sewing circles of, of yeah <laughs> speculation uh, are, as are, as you're gathering information. Are there any that you're convinced is different than the official story that we all know? Is there something like that where you go, I you know what? Uh, up until Wetterling, you know, I mean that I you never n- really knew what happened there. Everyone had a story right. on that. They had a a guesstimate of who or what or where and. Um, you know, I, as for me, I don't think there's anything that really stands no, no, no. out. You know what's weird is that we go in and you you talk to the one side first, and it's like, shit, yeah, they're totally right. Then you go talk mm. to the other side, they're totally right. Oh, good, you're just like a normal person. Yeah, then. Like, yeah, 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 you, you do. Know, right. like, I <laughs> yeah, go. yeah, yeah. I always feel stupid with that. I yeah. I, I go whoever has <laughs> whatever. We have good you points. First. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish the media would do sides like, oh, he was totally wrong. You know, just make yeah. their own opinions and stuff like that. But news that would be news entertainment. Yeah, that true. is no longer journalism. What, um, just because I like death stuff a lot, yeah. even though it's really, sp- but yeah, any more death stories, oh, things that, that like stick out to you? My, like- f- my very first dead body that I saw was um, a guy driving a Geo Metro on death 694. Yeah. yeah. He was going to pass a semi on 694 headed west, uh, Brooklyn Center, and he, um, he ended up getting the, the the semi to kind of lose a little bit of control. The semi hits him and basically T-bones him, even though they're right next to each other. Right. He T-bones him, takes him through the median, goes across oh, yeah. oncoming traffic, and then jackknifes while the, the metro's on the f- still on the front of the semi. 
And when I get there, we got there. Our station at that time was very, very close to the to the scene. And we got there, and I'm and I'm on the freeway, which at the time I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do. But I'm getting the shot right at the 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 nose, the very front of the of the semi trailer. And there's the guy hanging in parts all over the front, like just uh, bits and pieces all over the front oh yeah, grill. We see and stuff I mean, like it's just, uh, yeah. and and that was that was the first time I was like, I didn't realize what I was looking at right until I got back. And then you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And going back to what you said earlier, it is really hard when you think about it. But at the time, you're doing your job, so you just, you know, you should. should, should. Right. Then later that night, we find the nearest bar, and we say, you know what? Yeah. You know, so yeah. so do you think your job is overall boring, or would you say that it's overall exciting? You know, I mean, I've been doing how's this the like mix? 22 almost years, but. And every day I go into work, it feels like my first day. It's awesome. Huh. It really is awesome. You get adrenaline all the time from the job? Most of the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's some, when we got to do weather stories. That's or a gas like, prices story. Or gas prices. <laughs> or a weather oh, story. I know. Come I can't on, even believe on, they really? report on that. And and as cameraman, is this what you always want? Like you want to do news where you're more of a news junkie? Or no. you're, are you more of a cinematography where I would rather be at Discovery or National Geographic? Oh, well, you know what's funny? And, and right. here's... Uh, Bobby one and Bobby two here are both kind of the same. Roy, Roy, um, right. Ron and Bobby Dunn. Roy, you know, right. we were back Christopher. Oh, but real quick, uh, new, uh, he'll never come back to it. No, I will. Okay, I'll go back to it. <laughs> it is exciting, but him and I both like to do movies and stuff outside. So we have a lot of outside projects. So it's a great parallel. I write screenplays ever since I was a little kid. I love to write and stuff like that. So that's my passion. And when I got into this business, it's a daytime. I mean, it's a great parallel. It's a daytime job. But it runs parallel with it, so I get I've gotten so much fodder to put in my my material yeah. and stuff like that. And so we have other things outside. There are a lot of people who love that live and breathe this stuff, which I'm amazed with because I got into it by accident. Never want I, if I would have knew this existed back when I was in high school, I would have wanted to try to get into it because it is cool. Yeah, but it's a changing business. The monies are changing. You don't get paid as much as you used to and stuff. Like okay, that and, and they expect like, more out of you. So that's tough. And yeah. I, mean, I mean, I could be in a in a satellite truck chasing storms, and in the same day be a in the helicopter flying around doing something else, you know. Huh. And so you never know what you're doing. Are you guys on call? No. Well, we kind are on of. call, but kind we of. have set hours. Okay. We have set hours. We work seven. overtime. I mean, like, like the bridge falls, let's say, not yeah. that it would never happen, but if that right. happens, I mean, it did. Again, not here. Again, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> we'd all, you know, we all jump. We, to it and yes, we. Yeah. To answer your question bluntly, we are. I mean, we're we're provided with gear and, and, a, and a phone. Okay. They can call us anytime and say go. Can you think of an all hands on deck type situation? Yeah. The bridge went down. When the bridge, the bridge went when down. When I lived yeah. in LA, earthquake, two thirty in the morning. My walls were shaking back and forth. My wife fell out of bed. And I then the earthquake hit. But so right away at two thirty three in the morning, I put on my clothes. We're running in. You know, we got huh. we got to warn people, tell stories, and, and find out. You know, because at the end of the day, look, the media does play a vital role. We're watchdogs yes. of the government. We're you know, if you don't see this stuff, then you don't know it existed, and then right. they can get away with a lot more stuff. So. Yeah, there's a lot more iPhones and cell phones, all the stuff nowadays that take these pictures. And, and it, But it, you've got to have these watchdogs out there and stuff. Yeah. And I think the media overall gets a bad rep, but we do a great job. And and I've met so many, 99% of people I've worked with are not rats and, you know, trying to skew to the left yeah. and this and try to have not an trying agenda. Not trying to get their agenda across. To, yeah, that's BS. That really is. I mean, I'm sure it exists, but every Sure. Every, I think it's know, more it, unconscious when you have more – I know people that are bad. Yeah. Are tend to, you know, point 
point in one direction. The whole goal is let the viewers decide. We put out right. the facts and right. let the viewers decide. You know. And, and and nowadays with social media, which when we started, there wasn't zero social media. Mm -hmm. And here's the greatest thing. I think you know what's great about that. I think people are starting to make that turn back to the credible sources because so much fake news out there. Yeah. You know they're going to turn back to the the core. The networks and stuff like that that pr that have people that are actually educated in that field that can talk about it. I mean, you know, I, w I would be remiss not to say, like, if if people think that all news is fake news, they're they're sorely mistaken. I don't remember seeing fake news. Yeah, we. But I mean, what like, even like you had described it just a few minutes ago, you said we go talk to one side. Yeah, and then we talk to the other, right. and we really, really and I've try had to tell both and sides. I'm sure you've had too, where you're both at the scene, right? The reporter and you are both doing the same interview. You're behind the camera, you hear the same exact thing, and what they write is totally different. For, and you that. have to correct them, and you well, have to be like, wait a minute, let's go back to the tape yeah. and verify that. Because it's hard. Because sometimes when they're under the gun, the writing can, you know, but I don't think it's. Who does write the, you know, when it goes to air, who typically writes their the piece? Reporter. Is it the reporter. The writes reporter writes it. The reporter tends okay. to, yep. yeah. Have you ever been infuriated by something that went to air? You know, to where you saw it one way and then you see it on air. Like, what the fuck yeah, is this? I don't remember. There has been very rare, but okay. Yeah, well, we we edit most of our own stuff. We're, we're allowed to, which is really nice because okay. we're mo we're more familiar with the footage that we're right. gathering. Um, but that footage then lives in a in a server, and any other editor or photographer can take it and edit it later. Right. So if they don't have necessary context, you know, every now and then you'll be like, well, wait a minute, that wasn't the guy that we were supposed to be showing. And then you either, you know, you let somebody know and that gets corrected and it doesn't happen again. Um, I'd like to think that we're all pretty much on the same page. Usually, yeah. Usually. And, and the, the weird part is we're behind the scenes, so we're, you know, anonymous for the most part. And then, so I feel bad for the reporters a lot of times because if they report on something and, it, it, you know, perception is a big thing too. Yeah. Like people oh, are yeah. So subjective too. So people, I mean, getting death threats or getting people stalking them. Stalking is a big complaining thing. Complaining and stuff like that. And you uh, know, stalking is yeah, a big thing. Yeah, stalking reporters. They get it. They get it. Yeah, a lot. I stalk one. Uh, Kylie Beers. I like her. <laughs> okay. It, yeah. No, I'm just no, funny. <laughs> no, but funny side note. With so I went to school with a girl, high school with a girl that's now with Care Levin, Alicia Lewis, uh -huh. and David Harris, local comedian. Is like obsessed with her. Oh my god! And isn't she? Isn't she married? To, is her? Is she met the one who's married? Uh, I believe she's David Harris doesn't give a okay. shit. Right, but yeah, I was <laughs> saying, but yeah, it's, it's weird seeing yeah like people that are stalking these on it's so weird, air yeah, celebrities. I'm so well, attracted the, to news ladies. And I mean, the, yeah. you guys access, at all? the access now to news people is right. high. It's at the height it's ever you know it's highest it's ever been. And besides Paul Majors and like Don Shelby, they they were like gods. It's like uh, it's like. Uh, Anchorman and stuff like that. It's very parts much of that so. Were really like yes. that. So they were, but I, it's hard to see. I had majors almost throw a knife at me. people once. as celebrities. We can talk about that. How yeah. did Paul Majors <laughs> almost throw a knife right, at let's you? Let's not skim past that. Well, <laughs> yeah, wait a second. That's I was I was an intern at that station at the time, and he was uh, he was still in town. And it, it was as benign as there was a birthday cake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a newsroom. They always have food. There's you tried to fuck food. his wife and he I stuck did, a yeah. knife into you? Yeah. No, I actually, I actually cut his grass when I was an intern at a local radio Is station years before that. But anyways, he takes out this giant knife, you know, a big triangle knife, and Shut he starts back. whipping it around and pointing it at people. In the newsroom. And he's just, like, wow, turning majors, on, on a dime. man. Frosting's going flying, and he's like, who's going to catch it? Who's going to catch the knife? And I'm, like, sitting this close to him. And mm. he points towards me, and I'm like, so, you know, you, you got a psychotic. I had no idea it was that 
<laughs> menacing. Well, and and you know, alcohol does, and then right? he just laugh and he put the knife down and he go back to his desk. And ha, ha, how much ha, ha. do news guys make nowadays? Like you know, the big, the big ones. like a big Paul Major type used guy. Used to be millions, but now used to be six figures. Yeah, seven yeah, figures, seven, but now but it's now no idea. I mean, listen, we know that they're cutting local, back. Yeah. yeah, that's what I we we have one or I have a guy who I'm friendly with. Um, I, I guess I won't say his name because I'm about to say something else. But he's known as a, like a really like. Good time, friendly guy on the air. Okay, I know who you're I'm going to say who it, is, who it is. We can bleep it. Okay. Um, why, why am I blanking now? Ian. Marlon? Oh, Ian Leonard? Ian Leonard. Oh, Ian. You don't like Ian Leonard? I love Ian Leonard. That's oh, I was going to say. No, no, that's, no. That's no like, I'm saying I love he's him. He's a great, yeah, I, I think love he's Ian fucking Leonard. awesome. Yeah, uh, like, really cool. awesome. He right. just went and he's, a deal, too, didn't he? What's didn't that? He, he just had skin cancer. Yeah, yeah, cancer thing. And he's, you know, so I've had drinks with him a few times, and I'm very friendly with him. And he's like... So intelligent and cutting and, you know, like to me, a similar brain as me. He's just smart enough. He's way smarter than me because he's able to totally shut it off in public or when it matters. And Oh, you could see shades of it on the air, though. Yeah. He he takes it right up to that edge and then stops. And we've got a couple anchors like that at our station. Okay. Who will take the inappropriate. Now, listen, and I'm not going to lie. Don Shelby, that dude used to drop the term motherfucker like – Every other sentence. Really? But that dude was the coolest cat you ever met. Huh. That dude, I did one podcast with him. He was, he was, was a nice guy. guy. That dude, he'd sit at his desk with an unlit cigar in his mouth, feet up, strumming a guitar, telling jokes from the 60s, you know, and like bad jokes. Right. I, I took a trip with him to D.C. <laughs> well, they were still on PCI to slowly and he's, back away from the desk. And he didn't want to get caught up. Like on, you I'm, would. I'm yeah, on a plane with him to D.C., and he's <laughs> he's telling a story about what he was in. In, in the oh, in the military, yeah. and it was motherfucker this and motherfucker that. And sitting around us is kids, grandparents, uh, aunts, right. uh, just family members, and they all know who he is. Right. And they're all just enthralled with him. Sure. He was such a good storyteller. Yeah, he really But is. he was just like a plain dude, you know what so, I mean? So um, you know how in movies, uh, to make like a your prototypical douchebag character, a yeah. TV newsman is almost the best oh, yeah, fucking yeah. thing, right? Yeah, right. So by and large, do you, but but you know we're both talking about guys that we like. By and large, do you think they're mostly nice guys, or do you think a lot of them do fit that? There are a lot. Of, I worked yeah. with. In, in, Can we put uh, someone on blast? Palm Springs. Um, this guy Ted. What was his last name? I can't remember. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. But <laughs> he was in the news. Everybody hated him, but he was like the main guy, and for some reason, the the management liked him. And he was in there, and somebody had a, a beta tape and threw it to somebody else, but they were a bad shot. And I flew and hit him right in the temple and knocked him <laughs> out, and he fell over. I just remember he looked like a dead raccoon with his legs sticking straight. He was laying there and got knocked out. But there's a lot of jerks that have that, you know, mentality. Yeah. And I worked with a female anchor reporter, short little dwarf, uh, 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 ugly-looking chick, but she wouldn't wear sunglasses no, and a scarf. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, we had. Uh, a, I, I worked with an anchor at a station – that we both w- worked at, but we crossed oh, yeah, over yeah, our yeah. paths. Didn't yeah. we didn't work there together, but we were very similar in time frame there. And he was a guy who had a tick on the desk. Uh, oh. He would he would every time he would go to a story, he would tap the okay. desk and he would turn to his anchor and he would do it. And so this was a station that would replay their news throughout the day. So uh, that that one uh, one evening, our news director was like, "Hey, let's have a bunch of people over," and and uh, one of us came up with a drinking game so that every time he tapped the desk, we'd all take a pull. And you know, and then someone was like, "Guys, guys, this isn't you know this isn't appropriate. It's you know making fun, whatever." Fast forward two years, this guy is getting busted 
right. on to catch a predator yeah. meeting a kid male yeah. in a park. Well, it was it was so the house, good. but they pulled him over at a park because he pulled up into the house. Yeah, and then he drove away. He got, you know. Oh, and he was, I thought you were gonna say as he went to go get the like to the other room, he'd be drumming on the corner <laughs> or something like that. Really, I, I, now I, to the, the boy. I really wish. Yeah. All right, oh, yeah. and now to the young kid. To the kid now kid <laughs> <laughs> but he they they busted him, and he was like on camera, and yeah. they called him out, and he he was actually an anchor in in California at the time. I say, what's his name? We can say his name, right? Yeah. Jim Filbrick, yeah. I think yep. that that's Philbrick, who it was. Yep. Yeah, and Jim, uh, old kid fucker Filbrick. Yeah, yeah I got, know him. He got busted, and it was uh, it was pretty gross. But we had a guy in the morning after the morning show. He would do live shots, right, in, in California. And then go buy his drugs, but he had a marked truck, and so the cops they had to, they do this thing, oh. and then they arrested him, and I had to go pick up the live truck. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least they gave like, it dude, back. Why to the are you so stupid? Could you just and you know leave the truck at home? And so you said you were in L.A. for yeah, like yeah. twenty years ago. Were you? Did you cover the Rodney King riots? No, I was after was that, that before your time? Yeah, that was before my time. And then I was there in the late nineties and uh, early two thousands. Um, but a friend of mine, he did the OJ thing, and then also, uh, yeah, OJ thing, and he made so much money. I mean, he was like 24-7, just camped out there with his camera and stuff, and, and he worked for NBC at the time. And, and out there, it's just crazy. You see the, the craziest stuff in, in celebrities. And yeah. in Palm Springs, we had like, uh, what's that guy that did the Iron Man? He would come out Robert there. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> no, yeah, that too. Which yeah. one? Yeah, that Which one? Yeah. Iron Maiden. Um, no, he would uh, come out there and get uh, prostitutes and stuff like that. So we'd camp out in our cars and oh, stuff geez. like that, and we'd, we'd get them going in and out. These. Uh, so did any of you guys see the movie Nightcrawler? I was yes. just going to that was going to uh, be my yeah. Yeah. Is okay. that what your guys' life is like? It's with? absolutely 100% bullshit. Oh, that, okay. that movie is, you would be arrested so fast if you walked into private property that was a crime scene. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's true. The, the, now, what is uh, the most that you violated the law, would you say? Is there something you've done where you go, oh, okay, I guess if someone was looking, I could have been. Honestly, for me, it's it's probably unknowing trespassing, like being yeah. on property that I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be on. I can't, I mean, there's the occasional. How about you? You're less of a pussy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? Threatening people's lives. Okay, a great story of threatening. I love doing that. It's so. <laughs> you love well, threatening people's yeah, lives? Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Cause, so I'm standing there, and I'm on the right side that's, of the police tape. That's fake tape. news. That's not yeah, that part, yeah. That's not true. No, no, I'm a, I'm a peacemaker. But but I was standing. This was in a town in Minnesota, matter of fact. I was standing on the right side of the police tape, right, in the middle of the street. The house is on fire, burned down, whatever. And this Kid Rock wannabe kid comes up to me and goes, you can't cool. be Who here. doesn't want to be Kid Rock? Right, exactly. I want to say be Kid. kid. Rock. So, yeah. <laughs> so he comes up and goes, well, he's a cross between Dickie Roberts and, and oh. him. So anyway, but the dude comes and goes, you can't be here. And I go, well, whatever. So I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. Yeah, I can. So, so Charging I tickets to my house burning. Down. I know. And he's, yeah. he's like, so he's jumping in front of my camera every time like that, right? So oh, I'm yeah. like moving, trying to be nice. And I'm off duty at this time, but I, I heard a fire was near my house. And so I'm jumping, jumping, jumping. And this kid keeps getting in my face. You know, I'm like, dude, I, you know, he goes, that's my brother's house. I'm sorry, sir, I'm really sorry. My brother's house burning down. I know. You can't film it's that. It's my mess pipe that did I it, said, but it's sir, my brother's house. I'm very sorry. And I was very, I got to say, yeah. I was really nice up to the breaking point. And the breaking point hit when all of a sudden he chest butt me. He's like, uh, boom. Can't do that. So, not a camera. You know, like a cheap date. I grabbed him by the back of the neck, which normally females like that. I pulled him right <sighs> through my neck. I said, I'm going to kick your motherfucker and break your neck right here if you don't get out of my face. 
right? And that's where you can't be a cop, you can't be in the media, and you can't be any professional and say that shit because he he started telling all the neighbors right there, he just threatened my life, and nobody right. really cared because they knew who this kid was. But then he went to the cops, so then the cops came over to me, and I said, sir, I, I don't know what he's talking right. about. Why would I say that? And so they kicked him out and stuff like that. Okay. So on the other side of that, they do teach us to roll on any interaction like that. Like if people come up, if they touch our camera, that's assault. Like they they touch it and it's on us. The RNC, this is the greatest. See, I loved converting people. I was at the RNC at Loring Park. They gathered there and stuff, and they were all. But they bring seems like a fitting place for the RNC. And they cover their their faces with you know things and stuff like that. Whatever. Uh, Anarchists. Yeah, the anarchists. So I'm sitting there with my camera. And I was the only camera guy. So this guy rolls up on a bike, and he says, he said, what would you do if I smashed your camera right now? Because he's trying to act Jesus all tough. Christ. And I go, well, the best thing I can think of is, is you know what mother bears, when they're going to feed their children, you know, they got to feed their children, <laughs> they get pretty pissed, right? Well, this camera feeds my kids. And so... Why don't you just say that you'd kick his ass? Yeah, well, I had to. You say, really got deep to there. there. I learned, but but this was Humpty this is the Delta. turning point. Yeah, we start talking, and I said, why don't you show me your face? And he said, "No, man." I said, "Well, you're kind of a pussy for doing that, you know. Why, if you're tough, you roll up on me and stuff. I mean, I'll go down, you know, whatever." But then, so he pulled it down, and then he starts, "Yeah, I feel kind of stupid." And then he said, "I'm sorry, man." I oh, just, that's you know. nice. So it was cool. Yeah. And then we shook hands, and he, and he left. And How he often is that? so? I would imagine like that heckling because I've seen oh. reporters trying to do shit and people heckling. Is that a scourge, or is it just? Every now and then? We have to be prepared when we're doing live shots with a reporter because they're backs to everybody or whatever's going on. And they have a bright light in their face. So they're blinded both ways, right? So we are the only line of defense to a reporter that's about to have somebody walk up on them. Yeah. You know, when they're, especially in the live shot, because, you know, you've got people over the years who are trying to get on TV yelling fucker in the pussy. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to do whatever they can to disrupt and get their one, you know, moment of fame. And we, you know, we've had colleagues who have tackled people behind reported. They framed it up just right, and then they've gone around and they've actually taken a guy out, tackled him before he came up on on the reporter. Okay. That reporter now works at CNN, and she's kind of a big deal. Um, But, I mean, we had one at the 4th Precinct. One of our guys, one of our colleagues, filmed a a community person slashing the tires of a police unmarked vehicle. Wow. Filmed them slashing the tires. And I've watched the video a couple of times. And and as the guy's kind of walking away and he's kind of putting the, the the knife down, he looks over and he sees the camera still following him. Yeah. And then he knows. He's like, shit, they got me, right? So what happens is our, our colleague is in the live truck editing and he's going to send it back to the station. And this dude comes up and he's like kind of looking around, seeing what he's cutting in there. And he sees the truck and he sees he sees the stuff. He sees himself getting incriminated right. and, and committing basically a felony. Um, oh, slashing tires may not be a felony, but he, he but committed a crime. Yeah, right. No, it yeah. probably is to a cop. So, so this yeah. guy starts pounding on the, on the van and he's trying to get in. He's trying to distract our guys. And we had a couple more colleagues walk up and like talk to the guy about what's going on. And it was the most tense 20 minutes of raw footage I've ever watched because the guy who slashed the tires is talking to one of our our veteran guys. And our veteran guy doesn't take shit from anybody. And he stood his ground, and we had another veteran holding his camera down at his side. So it's just think of your hands down by your your waist or your hip. And the camera's on, and it's pointed straight up, 
and it gets the two of them perfectly. And this guy's threatening the shit out of this guy for 20 minutes because he wants to stop the guy yeah. from editing. And our veteran basically deflected this guy's attention and took all sorts of verbal abuse. Like this guy was trying everything to get him to, yeah, to to get physical with him. And it was it was one of the most impressive pieces of. Like how to keep your head cool. Sure, sure. How, how to, to not. The situation. How to you got to have really thick skin in this business. You oh my yeah. goodness! You get we you try get to avoid the names. fight. We don't want. I mean, we're not running in to try to start fights and this and that. I mean, right. we'll, you know, be smart about it. That's the whole key and stuff, and that's what we try to do. I mean, but there's times when you just your back is against the wall and, and you ha you know you're like a little yeah cat got to do something. How about this? I want to ask some of just the ones that I haven't yeah. got to see sure. if we got some uh, a little lightning around here. How about ask? So you guys like you both talked to huge celebrities in general yep. what's the biggest asshole one to where you know to where they're an asshole behind then they turn on the camera and then they're really nice kind of thing lebron james for me who how about you wait really it yeah might have been ventura i That's mean at the time ventura hated yeah. us when he was in i saw his game i just he was playing the wrestler though i mean Look, I had Charles Barkley, but he—that's that was his his deal, and so I got it. So I had a lot of fun with that, and he was dissing me and all that kind of stuff. With who? Huh. Uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yeah. Okay. But LeBron is an asshole. Well, he was to the media. Not oh, to okay. The, okay. The okay. But what he was doing was so, so he was here in town, and, and so I was shooting him during shootarounds and stuff like that, and he—they were just goofing around, and it was fun. It was cool at first and stuff, and my first interaction, but then all of a sudden he goes to spit. In the in the garbage can, he goes. You guys want to get that too? You fucking vulture! I mean, he just he just went off on us. Well, I mean, like, in his defense, you were filming him. Do you need to film him spitting in the, yeah, garbage. Spitting in the no, garbage? No, no, we can? weren't filming that though. That's the thing. We weren't doing that. I was. Oh, okay. I wouldn't do that. Why would I? And that's not really. Who cares? But it uh, felt out of uh, yeah, sorts just, or whatever. Just felt. like he was taking something out on me, and so I thought it was just you know, but whatever. But uh, so then, do you guys trip back at all, or does everyone kind of just? You know, you pick your battles and, and what's it worth, you know, and stuff in the law. I was told once I'm not allowed to make eye contact with Lindsey Buckingham and, and Stevie Nicks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I when they, when they walk by, you look down, <laughs> do not look directly at them. It's like, all right. Why would you I was told that with Prince. <laughs> Prince, too. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. I worked yeah. at, uh, I worked on his video for Black Sweat. I was in the art department. Oh, and sweet. it was the same thing, so they told us not to do that. And then, of course... Uh, I like we left some shit in the truck, so I had to go get it. And there's a 50 foot long hallway, oh. and I'm walking back with the shit, <laughs> and I start hearing a woman's high heel shoe coming around the corner. Sure enough, it's a purple one, and I'm like, oh fuck! So I'm trying to look down to the right, down to the right, down to the right. And then at the last minute, I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking not look at this guy's face. So I I flash my eyes up up at his eyes, only to greet him staring back at me, like, I mean, really aggressively. And I was like, oh, God damn it, I'm fired. Shit, I shouldn't have. Did you guys embrace after that? I mean, was, no, was it he, a moment? Uh, no, no, I, but I think he saw a celebrity quality in me. Oh, you know, very nice. I was, yeah, like really was like, he's going to go places. He Absolutely. knew. He, yeah, he, he, he was, was one for finding talent. stamp yeah. of approval right? on Gabe Noah. And then I worked age. his, he had a Grammy party there. Oh, the whole house. So we got there. We knew he was renting the house. And everything, he had a fountain that said 3121. You got in the elevator of the house. It had purple suede in there with his symbol. Got out on the second floor of the elevator. It had his symbol in the marble on the floor. And so the big joke that I was saying to any, anyone who would listen was that, uh, boy, this Prince guy might lose his deposit. I don't know. <laughs> you know, because he's fucking whatever. And... And I mean, I mean everywhere, customized yeah. everywhere, and it's a huge fucking house. And that was the big joke. Uh, I stayed to work. Uh, he offered us 
to stay to work his Grammy party, I think is what it was. And, I mean, huge celebrity. Bruce Willis showed up with, like, two 22 – I will never figure this out because I know what Bruce Willis's kids look like from media shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He showed up with these two ratty, blonde, hippie kids. I mean, out-and-out out hippies, a guy and a girl, and they were so clearly on psychedelic drugs, like, <laughs> severely. And it was just the weirdest relationship. Like, it was like he was watching them fuck or something. And then got drunk and Jude Law tried to tell me how cool Coldplay was, which even oh. then, <laughs> even then when they were brand new, I knew they were fucking he horse knew shit. He knew yeah, it. So I was proud of that. With and friends. Jessica Elba tried to pull dry ice out of a cooler that had so furniture blankets on it. you with all these people then, too. How did that feel? Did you... I felt like a fucking loser. I was <laughs> working the ice machine. <laughs> More ice. Pretty much. I, I was working the dry ice machine. I, I, had a week I was with, a heroin addict at that time. It was horrible. I had a week with Chappelle that I thought was going to, when I first was approached by it, thought it was going to be a, oh, man, he's coming back. So where's his head at? Where's, you know, what's this going to be like? Is this going to be? And we're in the green room at First Avenue, and we're, we're getting ready before that first night when he was here just a few years ago. And we filmed every every set he did up until that final one at the state and then he did the pancakes and basketball at target target center do you remember yeah that? um but but i had my wife there that night and had a bunch of bunch of other you know guys there and we were filming it for him and he couldn't have been more down to earth like, yeah oh like yeah ready he's to, a very grounded yeah, yeah we're ready yeah. to talk yeah. about ready to talk about being a parent like he and my wife were making jokes about their kids and being parents and i'm like i'm like i'm just gonna leave you two together i'm like I'll leave you. I'll leave you alone. You know, I, it's I a, got it's yelled a good at by Joe her. Pesci one time when I first started my first oh, that, year. I remember this story. in Palm Springs. I was so I was doing a uh, pro am golf thing. Well, no, even worse, man. Huh. So, so I didn't how. know what I was doing as a cameraman, right? I still don't. But anyway, so so but I saw that people would get up close and do all these cool artistic angles and stuff like that. So I see Joe Pesci down on the driving range. I go, oh, this is cool. I'm going to go up and get some shots of him. So I'm only like about two feet, maybe a foot away from him, getting all these shots of you know Joe Pesci. And he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. And he does that whole routine. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was like joking. I'm like, this is funny. Get the fuck out of here. And he called security. So I go up, and I'm standing by the tent. Um you know, all the celebrities or whatever going to. I'm saying, like, God, I just got yelled at by Joe Pesci. It's pretty cool. And this guy comes out and he's smoking a cigarette, and, and I tell him the story. And he goes, Ah, oh, it's pretty cool, man. And then I see my sports reporter, and I go meet up with him. And he goes, What were you doing? Oh, they're talking to. That was Glenn Fry. So I was just oh. hanging out. With oh, I didn't yeah. know it was Glenn Fry and stuff. And we were just talking. That was did you cool. Did you ever get the interview with Chevy Chase, or did you fuck yeah, that up? Yeah, I did. No, okay. no, I did. But I handed him the mic. And I said, I don't know, just talk or tell a joke or whatever you do. I don't know and stuff like that. So it was, what uh, a great interview style. Yeah. yeah you what? Like uh, no pressure. How about this? Uh, was anyone actually really impressive to you guys then? You know, we asked the shitty side who sticks out as. Let me look at my list again, because there was yeah anyone who was particularly a impressive. Lot of people, I've, Jay Leno, I got to interview, and he was really cool. That guy was just you know, there's a lot of good people out there that I mean they're not just normal. I'm not a big stargazer, yeah. So I could give a shit less, but um, I respect him because of it's hard work and shit, yeah. You know to make it, and um, so you meet a lot of cool people, you see their personal sides and stuff like that, and so you know it just yeah. I think people assume that like a lot of the Minnesota there's actors and actresses are are pretty. Down to earth. Yeah. Um, Leah Thompson for me was just like the sweetest. Like she, I, I, I met her recently, and I we did some stuff at the station, and it was just like like what? Oh, she was just on a couple oh, of shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not, Asked not, mouth. Nothing yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Dreamer. Whatever she, you know, I was yeah. into. Um, but she was a sweetheart, and like completely. I thought she was kind of kind of be stand up. She's done some really big, you know, projects, and 
I was I was impressed. Show, yeah, I was always hoping as a photographer that one of these like uh like Selena Gomez or something would see me and said, I want you and just uh, we'd have a love affair for the rest of our life. So you're a pedophile you want yeah. to promote yeah. that like on the show? Yep. <laughs> this guy yeah. is a monster. She was like nine when you were in LA. I will right? say, what's yeah. that blonde dude from uh 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 one, one of these blonde boy dude? bonds? Uh, boy bands from uh, boy bonds. God, boy are bonds. you talking Timberlake? What are you talking about? No, close. Uh, it'll come to me. Talk about something like, like a One Direction. Have you One Direction? That's oh, Jesus! Stop talking. You know. Stop talking. Stop talking. No, 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 no. Stop talking. Don't put that on me. Don't put that <laughs> on me. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Have you had anything like? Uh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not taking over no, the go podcast. Ahead, go ahead. But have you ever had he anything like you don't that you've wanted to film but you haven't gotten to? For me, it's like getting. Capturing a, a tornado. <laughs> I missed Gene Simmons the other day. I wish I would have got to interview him. Right. I love Gene Simmons. Right. I but I, I don't even mean like somebody. But like for me, it's like I, I want to get I want to capture a tornado as it's on the ground 400 yards from me. I want to be right there and I want to I want to capture that. Yeah, have you I had anything know. like that that you wanted to like get that? I've done a lot. I mean, I, I was on a jet about 5,000 feet up a little smaller jet and they've opened the door while I was filming this Toyota trick plane right next to me and, and that was scary as shit yeah. standing at the door there the Air Force guys were holding on to me I was like shit I hope they like me but uh, I've been face to face with bears in LA fire, you know tr- uh, earthquakes and all that stuff but How did I don't know face to face with a bear during the LA earthquake is that no, what you're saying uh caused the earthquake <laughs> Have you guys ever been in a position to so? Oh, I've been a lot. Of like, positions. I would imagine there's shit that happens where you go, oh, I could grab this tape and sell it to TMZ now. Big is that uh, a is that a side cottage industry for a lot of cameramen? You know, a couple companies tried to do that, and they tried it still today. But I mean, out west more than not here. There's so many stringers out in LA and stuff like yeah. that. They're selling everything and. Here it's and, tough because uh, all the stations are corporations, and it's like they own the product. Right. So if you were to try to slip that by. But how do they know? You know, I mean, couldn't you get it before it goes to the truck and, you know, lift something out? I, I think once you gath- gather it with their gear, it's theirs. Even, well, even if not only that, most of us have morals and ethics. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some that do that. You do have, you have more? I don't. We I should have addressed that earlier. But, you, yeah. but you'll hit on a nine-year-old Selena Gomez. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, she was 13. Pri- I mean, huh. Prince Prince passing away in Paisley Park is very, like. I was just going to ask you that. We, what, we know of someone who claims to have been dating him currently, or yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. who is a re- news person at another station, who has video and stuff. I feel stuff. like I know who that is because she was vi- uh, really throwing yeah. it around on air. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was very, yeah, very she, yeah, adamant it. about she it. She was, yeah. Um, and she looks like his oh second wife, uh, by the way. Um, but, sh- like, she claimed to have had footage and stuff, not from the death, but time Previous. spent yeah. in- inside with him and doing. I bought my wife a flower the other day. Iris, you ever see those? Uh huh. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is there nice. uh No, that, that was a great hint he dropped. Yeah, just, yeah, uh, just yeah, go yeah, on. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, like, uh, I have no idea what's what, going on. Uh, um, <laughs> I do that at random thoughts. How about is there anyone Business who you commonly up. see, whether it's local politician? Uh, police, public relations. Is there someone who you just goes, this fucking guy again? I hate this guy. No, but I, I will tell you a quick. Uh, well, yeah. I guess. Is there? That are jerks. Uh, what's that? They what? changed the PIOs in in the major stations. God damn it! It's like every six to nine months because it must be one of a, it must be a very pressure filled position. Yeah. We did a story with Ryback one time, and and so I had a mic on him. He was doing this feel good story about the city's turning around, or whatever. Blah blah blah. 
So I left my mic on him, and we got in our car, and we were going to meet him at the next place. But I had my camera oh still on. Oh, my God, on. you could still hear him. And the guy goes, these fucking reporters ask the stupidest questions and stuff. And I don't think he's RT? Smaller, but yeah. He was a journalist, wasn't That's he? That's what I mean. That's oh. what was funny. Well, when we got to the next place, the, the reporter I was working with, she went right up to him and said, we heard what you were saying. And also flowers came the next day and stuff like that. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I like I like Ryback a lot. I had a, I had a very guy. similar situation. What is the best situation? mic on story you've got? I've got one where we showed up. <laughs> you know Mary Jo Copeland? No. Mary's place. It's oh, over Mary's by place. Target Field. She's like the sharing. She like hands. washes people's feet, and she's like all she's about charity. And she's like Mother Teresa. Huh. She has okay. a yeah. So I showed up there with a with a reporter. It was like 1998. It was a long time ago, and she didn't know we were right outside her door. <laughs> and her husband is her like helper guy at the time, and he's like, Mary, the TV people are here, and she's like, I'm on the phone, and she's kind of gruff with him, and and he's like. But they're right, and he can't even get like they're right here out. She's like, "I'm on the goddamn fucking phone!" She screams it, and then he's like, "They're right here." Does she listen? And to she comes out, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm sure she's a yeah. big listener. Um, she oh. should be. She should be one of your people." Um, she comes out. She's, "Oh my gosh, I, I, I'm so, I'm so glad you're here." And she didn't apologize, but it was like one right. of those. Oh boy, you just saw what that person Switched, can really right, be like. Right. Well, it's, fuck, it's like guys. A, Backstage. Okay. I was just going to close out by saying it's like a backstage pass to the world. I mean, we're we're the silent nobodies. We're underclass. Yeah. We're just you know we're the ghosts and we're behind the scenes and we're like nobodies, but we're in the mix. It's like almost famous. I mean, we're we're right there on the precipice of of, of you know just politics. We make everything. them look good. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. But we're nobodies, and so it's so weird. It like honestly, it sounds like an awesome job. It really does sound fun. It's not a cubicle farm. Right. You know what I mean? You're not sitting on fluorescence every day. It's always different. Sometimes the stories are similar, but you never you never know what you're going to get when you walk and in I every couldn't day. Be, I, my dream job would be to be a rock star or a comedian, but I can't do either one, so this is the next second one. This is right uh, up there with is, those two? I can really? tell my bad jokes at work, and I play pranks at work and do all that so I can get away yeah, from it. Yeah, so absolutely. Fun. Look at the way we dress. This is how we go to work. Yeah, we can school. wear whatever we yeah, want. That's the best part. I think you guys look nice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you guys very much for coming. This was interesting. You opened my eyes. To, I mean, you know, you fucking sleeping? camera guys, but eyes? still. No, it was good. <laughs> no, this was really interesting, actually. So thank you for coming on. Thank of course. You. Thank you for having us. All right, that was our episode. Thank you guys very, very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, what did I screw up this episode? How have I forgotten questions? What would you like to criticize about me? Hit us on Facebook and Twitter and let us know. We also will oftentimes post the guests that we're having that week coming up. And it's really fun because people will go on and ask questions and do part of my job for me. And we appreciate that. So uh, keep rating and sharing and subscribing. We appreciate everything. Thank you.